Hey, I'm Andrew from the Empath Community, and I'm finally here today with Clinton. And I think I'll let Clinton introduce himself. Hey, man. Hello, Andrew. Uh, I'm Clinton. Uh, I am an empath. I am currently in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, the United States. Uh, I am a father, a friend. Uh, you know, I'm a social worker. And I'm, I'm excited to, to be here and have this conversation. Um, you know, with, with, with some of the things I'm a recent, I'm recently realizing that I'm an empath and, and a lot of stuff has happened recently. So I'm, I'm excited to, to talk about some of it with you. Wow. So many entry, entry points there. How many kids do you have? <laughs> I, have I have three children. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and what, and what's their age ranges out of curiosity? Oh, we we have a it's a, a nine year old girl, a twelve year old boy, and a fourteen year old girl. All right. Yeah. So a newly self discovered empath. How did that happen? Uh, let's see. My ex wife used to say a lot that our son was like me um you know and i started i was in social work school and i started to learn things about you know personalities and things like that um and i i learned you know some some different traits of of people and i i learned about narcissism you know, this was all in school. I, I learned that I, I had been abused um, in certain in certain ways in certain certain areas of my past, and things began to kind of line up. You know, I I had been with I was raised by my mother, and a lot of the things that that she has going on with her, I have taken that stuff on. You know, when we had a, a bit of a hard hard life, and a lot of her pain became my pain, you know, and I, I saw that um, with the comments from my ex-wife about, you know, how, how I affect the children. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I just started looking at, uh, I did like some, some of the little questionnaires online, uh, little cheesy ones. I, I did that and then uh, things started happening. Um, I, I began, seeing futures I, I began uh to to really understand the the feelings that i'd had you know I, I began i began i became more aware of my intuition um i i became more aware of of my love for the world mm -hmm. and you know i i just kept researching and looking up stuff um and then I met another empath, you know, before this, I didn't know the term, you know, a year ago, I didn't really even know the term. Other people had used it, but I didn't, I didn't, not something I knew about, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and then I, I, I met my, my children's therapist and, and she was an empath and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I realized that and I spoke to her about it 
And then she was like, yeah, yeah, you know. And then I, I come along and I'm like, I can do all these things, right? I, you know, I have these these abilities. And I I started, I found another person that was an empath on on like a support group. I mean, we started talking a lot. We we're, we are still friends now. Um and that that was very helpful for me. Um, that was when I, I realized it. And then it was, I met a, a store owner that's an empath. And mm -hmm. we talked a lot. Like the first time we spoke, time stopped, it felt, you know. Um, and it was like we were already connected, you know. Um, and then I, I, I did some research for like an empath group. Um, and that, that's when I found your, your group. Mm. Sort of abilities, do you do you have? Uh, you know, and this it depends on my my mental health, how I'm able to to access this stuff. Yeah. Um, when I when I try to access these things, I I'm normally unable, but I have hmm. to really just kind of let stuff go, and it and then it it happens. Um, I will know what people are seeing are, are thinking. Um, oftentimes someone can talk about something that they've seen, something they've tasted. Um, like one time a friend discovered uh, or uh, spoke about a breakfast that their grandmother used to make. Mm -hmm. And I knew how the, I knew how the breakfast tasted and I was able to describe that to them. Hmm. You know, I, I knew how it looked in the plate. I knew how it smelled, you know, and this is, this is some food I, I had never had before. Um, I'm, I'm really curious about that. So her telling you about it triggered a bunch of taste and, and visual sensations and imagery. Yes. Yes. And it, it, that, that also works the same, you know, someone explained to me uh, how they got drunk and threw up <laughs> and I, I, I could taste that as well. And oh. that, you know, it, it's like, like, like I said, when I try to do it, when I'm not trying to do it, that's when it comes along. Um, I'll, I'll know things that are going to happen. Um, that's interesting. Like, I was with a uh, somebody uh, mm -hmm. several months ago, and they were explaining to me how they want to make this senior development. You know, and they haven't drawn any pictures or anything. They were just like talking about it. And I was able to explain what they see the, the buildings that's looking like. I could explain the the trees. You know, I could explain, you know, there's people like walking their dogs and things like that. I knew how the buildings were gonna look or how, how she saw the buildings look in her head. Um, so it's like people can explain something to me and I, I won't have been there, but I'll I'll know how it looks, I'll know how it tastes, I'll know how it smells. Yeah, it sort of sounds like you're able to tap into someone's literal point of view and point of taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, as a as a social worker, sometimes when people are explaining something to me, I'll already know how they're feeling. You know, um, 
I'll, I'll know just intuitively that this person needs to hear these words or, you know, that they, they need to, to, to say their things in a certain way, but they can't get to that next step. So I'll know how to, how to bridge that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, what, what does empath mean to you actually? Ooh, I, I've not thought about, about that before. Let's see. For me, being an empath is intuitive. Being able to look beyond your basic senses. Mm. You know, there, there's a knowing there. Um, whether we're speaking to, to some spirit entity or we're speaking to a child or a coworker, there is a, a knowing. There's a deeper knowing. Um, Mm -hmm. you know it, it it's an ability to look deeper deeper at yourself you know it's it's an ability to love a little harder mm. it's also an ability to need to be loved a little harder which which is tough which is tough because we can't determine how much love people give to us but our our, our love meter is is bigger than others i, I feel Hmm. Oh, it's a touching description. When you oh. say in your social work, you have people and you know how they're they're feeling kind of before they really get to tell you. Um how do you how do you experience that? How do you how do you get the information that, that you know what they're feeling? Sometimes it'll just be there. Or I, I might hear a word. I, I might know exactly what they're feeling. It'll just it'll just be there. And by being there is is that something you're seeing or feeling? It also sounds like you hear things too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll hear things. I'll, I'll, I'll see things. I'll, I'll feel them. Um, and I want to, I want to point out, you know, depending on how healthy I am in the moment, is how strong it can be. Um, when I'm not in a good mental place, th this stuff isn't. It's not like the intuition isn't really there. Uh, but when I'm in a good place or I'm, I'm like in a creative place, it's, this stuff is just happening. Uh, I'll find that I'll just know the words. Like with, with, with my uh, videos that I, I make for, for healing purposes, basically, it's, you know, it's like me, uh, I do my, my TikToks and I post them on Instagram and all that. And it's like the information of these videos, it just comes to me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have to write anything down. I don't have to really think about it beforehand. It's just the, the topic will come. 
and I'll be able to speak on it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yes, it's uh, one one of there's one person that I know uh, they they called it downloads. Yeah, when when it happens to them that they're they're downloading new information. Yeah, you sound like a channel of sorts. Mm, yeah. A couple of interesting things there um, around your intuition. So one, yeah, I think you said two things. One is that it's mental health dependence, so if you're not in a good space. And the other one, I'm not sure whether it's related to mental health or not, but if you're trying too hard to be intuitive, it doesn't really work. You have to let go. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we really have to to be the best that, that we can be to find our, our joy and our happiness. We really have to let go of our our ego or you know let go of our, our, our self basically and, and it's kind of accept some of this stuff that, that is happening. You know, mm-hmm. just hey, this is this is the situation, this is what I know, you know, this is what I'm able to do in this moment, or this is what I'm not able to do in this moment, you know, and just just accept that. And that that's when stuff comes comes to me. I think this is a perfect time to ask you something I've been thinking about for the last week. Is how do you know something is intuition and some sort of guidance or channel information versus just something that you're thinking or you got confused by because you saw it somewhere or something like that? That that has been difficult. <laughs> that is that has been that has definitely been difficult uh sometimes I, i'm not sure I, I think as i grow stronger in who i am and in fulfilling my purpose I, i'll be able to tell a little better uh when when i feel energy i, I feel it often in my my chest um or i might feel it in my my head now see what i i think is is truly happening though is i'm learning to sense inside my body to pay attention to these things you know because the every you know stuff comes to us it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily come into our, our head doesn't necessarily come into our heart it might come into your hand you know, there's there's feelings there, you know, just like how trauma, when trauma comes to us, it gets stored somewhere in the body. Um, so when I'm at my most intuitiveness, I feel it somewhere in my body and I'll, I'll know it as well. Uh, now, there, there are times where I might project my, my own thoughts or my, my own just, I guess, my, my own thoughts into something. But that that is what I, I'm, I'm working to, to get away from. So it's not just me projecting. It's more of me knowing. Because mm. um, there's, there's certain things I know about my future, my, my, my children's future, you know, my, my ex-wife. Or her, like, there's certain things I, I know about, about the future that... You know, some of the stuff like it comes true, and it's it's scary, but it's 
Hmm. It's like a fine line between knowing if it's projection or or, or self-projection or intuitiveness. Any um, tips, I guess, if someone's trying to figure out and differentiate the two for themselves? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes with, you know, things, energy that comes to us, it's not our energy. Um, and depending on how it comes to us, it really wasn't our energy it might have been a thought even that we had but it's still it's not of us um you know you, you, you might see just like how, how we can be in a public place and everybody in that public place is is going along with like the similar they're having a certain type of activity and have a certain type of fun um mm -hmm. and that can be overwhelming for us mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of similar to that so it's kind of knowing like is this of me is this not of me if this is of me, where where did it come from? How did it come to me? You know, how, how did I know to do this? You know, because like I've I've called people um, sometimes and be like, hey, what what you doing? Uh, they don't want to tell me because they're you know either they're about to go relapse uh. or or they're about to go do something bad. So it's like I, I'll just I'll I'll hear something, I'll think of someone. Or I'll see something and it'll just be like, oh, I need to act on this. Hmm. Um, but when I act on stuff that is more carnal, it, uh, oftentimes it, it's not it's not healthy, or it's not it's my it's my projection. You know, my 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 projection will lead me to think I'm going to have sex with that person. Mm -hmm. You know, my intuition might lead me to think or, or know that I'm going to interact with this person, you know, but, but because of me and who I am, I might want sex. So I might pro project sex into that thought. Mm -hmm. I see. So in that example, you might get some sort of nudge to connect with that person but because of whatever sort of person you're attracted to, you're like, oh, this probably also means sex. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that can be kind of confusing for, for some stuff. Um, now, there, there have been times where I've seen people while they were not near me. Mm -hmm. um, there have been times where well, yeah, there have been a few times where I've seen where I've seen people and they're and they're not near me, and I'll just know what they're doing. Um, I might know how their house looks, I might know what they're wearing, I might know what they had for breakfast, but I'm not anywhere near them. You know, I haven't spoken to this person today. <laughs> That's cool. Can you can you can we dig into that a bit more? Like, you sort of describe a moment of some you're doing whatever and and how this these sort of images how you experience them where you see them um yeah so one day i was driving my car um and all of a sudden i saw someone sitting on their couch i knew what they were wearing and i knew what they were doing while on the couch 
another person, they, they told me, you know, this was, this was back during the, the summer, it was warmer months. They told me that they were going to go sit outside of their home and, you know, they have a little kiddie pool and I put their feet in the pool and I knew how the chair looked. I knew how the, the, uh, the kiddie pool looked. Hmm. You know, but I was able to be like, Hey, your house looks like this. And I've not been to their house. The, the, the chair looks like this. <sighs> you know, I described the chair, you know, But it'll be stuff kind of like that. I know we're, I know words and terms are kind of just words and terms sometimes, but that definitely has a psychic vibe feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've just begun to say abilities. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. At, at the same time, I, I know that once I'm, you know, because I'm going through a, a tough time in my life right now. Once I, I I find strength through this time and move through it, I, I know things will, will come uh, to me stronger. I, I know that things will, like, I'll have the energy in my hands. It was all stuff that I can do with my hands. But what? once I'm more healed, it'll just, it'll just be there. You know, these, these words that I, I speak on my videos, the way that they're just there, the the energy and the the power to heal others will will just be there for me. Hmm. Tell me about healing others. Uh, so there's there's a, a few different things that that I can do. My my presence is healing. Uh, you know, most people feel very calm around me, especially if you are in a place of of uh, self healing. Um. You know, especially if, if you've had something happen to you that was very tragic and you've, you're, you're trying to work through it, you're, you're, you're normally going to feel comfortable, comfortable around me. Uh, I've, I've felt energy in my hands um, at, at several points in my life. You know, I've, I've felt, you know, just the energy mm -hmm. um, and it's, I don't even have a way. I don't even have a word to, to describe it. I, I I do wish to uh to get into Reiki one day. Um, something that that I am able to do now, I can touch you, and I can like feel like if you you come to me and say, "Hey, my, my back hurts," I can touch different spots on your back, and I can feel and know like where stuff like where the pain is. I, I'll know how to touch it. I know how to like kind of massage and knead that muscle mm. so that that pain can go away. You know, I, I don't necessarily know why that pain, like if it's from trauma, I might not know why it's there. Like I won't know what happened to cause this, this lump in your back or this, this, you know, pain neck that keeps your head this way, but I, I'll feel it. And I'll know like, this is like, I'll, I'll, I'll find it intuitively and I'll know just how to touch you to massage you to make that area feel better hmm. do people come to you with specific things they would like healing with yes uh, some people have have called me guru 
Um, you know, healer, you know, some people, they, they call me, it's like, you know, Clinton, I, I, I know that you can understand, you know, the stuff, the crazy stuff that I'm going through. I, I know that I can talk to you about anything and that they can, you know, um, people have, like when I was in the military, you know, you have your own soldiers underneath you uh, or that work, that work with you soldiers from other areas that I didn't even know were coming out searching me just because they heard that they could talk to me you know that that was that was very humbling mm. you know but it's it's I I see now that you know that's a part of my my purpose in this life in this world um So when these other soldiers came to see you, was it more of a sense of comfort or needing someone to speak to, or was it around the healing again? I guess I feel like somewhat interchangeable, come to think of it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bit of both with with that. Uh, I, I think the the biggest thing is is my love for the world. And that that is felt. You know, pe people say that they feel safe around me, that they feel like they're able to relax. Um, you know, they they feel like they can speak to me about anything, and there's not going to be any judgment. Mm -hmm. You know, and and there there's there's no judgment. There's there's none. It's just love. Even if you've done wrong, there's it's just love. You know. Um, for with, with the massages that that's mainly that, that that was my my wife she she would she would get that um you know I, I'm, I'll massage myself you know I, I I was I wouldn't really go around massaging people <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not licensed or anything but I haven't had any like specific training uh but I I plan to to take up Reiki at at some point. And I, I think that'll assist me with that. Mm -hmm. It'll be, be something else in my, in my toolbox. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you have pretty healing hands. That intuitive touch, knowing where to connect, knowing how to touch and feeling the energy already. It feels like you're, um, you know, fly through the Reiki stuff. You might be like, I already know this. <laughs> Yeah, we will see. We will see. I, I look forward to the day. You brought up the military. And like so far, hearing everything about you, you're just such a peaceful, caring, intending to heal, love for the world, social work guy. And you were in the military. And I'm um my very naive understanding really of military life and things are sort of guys in their sound i would imagine be quite different and i'm just wondering how your experience in the military was as an empath it was tough it was tough i i didn't really fit in in the military uh i was i was too kind i was too nice mm. I, I also i, I struggle with people pleasing uh, you know, I, I, I struggle with, with perfection, you know, at, at the same time, 
I grew up with not having a place. Like I, I wouldn't, I never had like a group. I never had like a, a circle or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And originally I, I wanted that from gang life, you know, street life. Um, that, that didn't work out, thankfully. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and then I, I came back and was like, hey, the, the military, you know, I can serve my country. You know, people will, will, will like me. I can be a part of something. Yeah. Um, you know, and that, that, that did provide that at the same time, the military was a very toxic place for me. Uh, it was very traumatizing for me. Uh, my, like I said, my personality didn't fit in. I, I was like, I, 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 even as a leader, I wasn't yelling at people. I wasn't making people do a whole bunch of push-ups. You know, if, if you got out of line, we were going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm I'm not I'm not here to yell at you. I'm not here to make you hurt. You know, consequences happen, but I, I'm not here to to ruin your life. I'm here to better your life. How did that play out? Given you were so different and in the leadership position. It was it was tough. Some people didn't respect that, you know, because men and especially in the military, men are not supposed to have have emotions. Right. You know, and I had emotions in the military. Um, you know, so soldiers would try to tell fibs, things like that, and they, they wouldn't be able to lie. You know, um, I, I was frequently in a positive mood even through the hard times, you know, we, we could be riding towards gunshots, you know, think, you know, just explosions and, and I'm still joking. You know, I, I'm still trying to lighten up the, keep us light, you know, aware and, and ready, but just keep the mood light, you know, keep, keep maintain positivity through, through what may or may not happen. I mean, one thing that really stood out was something you said earlier was about even like soldiers that weren't in your, I probably have the wrong word, like platoon or whatever it's called, they would come and find you to connect with you. So maybe some people didn't respect you, but it sounded like some people really, what's the right word, were drawn to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would definitely say, say so. Uh, you know, there's, there's, different caliber of people in, in the military. Uh, and I, I, like, I, I used to find that I used to feel like I didn't really have friends. I, I never fit in, you know, I, I, I was never able to be a part of the group. Even my, even in my, my own extended family, I was never a part of the group. You know, I, I didn't go with what other people wanted. It was, it was always like, I was just trying to be me. Um, you know, and, and some people like that. Some people needed that to see that, you know, that was, that was difficult for me, but there's a lot of people out there that are like me. And I, I, I see now that it's not that we don't fit in. We're not supposed to fit in. We, wherever we go, mm. we are supposed to, to bring the light with us. Mm. You know, whatever that group is, whatever that workplace is, whatever that, you know, your faith, uh, your temple or your church, wherever you're going, 
um, you know, it, and it, and it, and it, it was difficult. It was difficult because, you know, some, some people aren't going to respect you in the military if you don't yell. Mm. If, if you're not kind of toxic, like they're not going to respect that. If you show emotion, like they're not going to respect that. You know, and I, I bought that emotion to people. Like, hey, yes, you, you are a soldier. We do have a job to do. We have a mission. Um, but you're, you're a human first. And mm. your emotions, they matter to me. Oh man, I feel like such a good example of bringing light to potentially such a dark, difficult place. It sounds like you had a somewhat rough upbringing. Talk spoke about you touched on gang life briefly. Um, you're going through a hard time now. You're in the military, which sounded like it had toxic elements to it, and through all of it, you sounded like you were kind of a light or you I kind of wonder how you do you through difficult times so that that's that's the difficult part for me uh is is the self-love um you know because of of certain trauma growing up I didn't know to to love myself in the way that I love others uh, so like my, my love for the world and for people, even people I don't know is, is great. You know, even if you've, you've hurt me, I, I still have love for you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, unfortunately I have to learn to give my, my own self that love. And that is, that has been difficult because it's, it's been kind of beaten into me. Um, mm -hmm not to to be me not not to stand up for myself not to love me you know it's about other people it was beaten into me that my life was about somebody else um you know and i, I have no fault to, to the people in my past that that contributed to that um you know that, that that's life mm -hmm. it's it's just now i'm now I get to learn how to love myself and how to be this for myself. So it's, it's a it's a difficult transition. I think that it will be worth it though. Maybe to ask the obvious question, why is self-love important? Uh, if, if I can't put on my own mask or if I don't put on my, my own air mask, I'm not going to be able to help you. Uh, so all of the help that I give to people, you know, I'm, I'm here breaking down. And, you know, I'm known as the strong one, the resilient one, the one that's, that's never down. And here I am, I'm breaking down because I'm pouring so much of myself into others. Uh, you know, that, that is, that is detrimental to the self. That's detrimental, you know, not to, to say, I love you to yourself, not to be like, Hey, I'm worth it. Or, you know, I'm attractive. I'm good at this. You know, I'm able to enjoy this. I'm able to feel safe in my own, in my own skin, you know? Yeah. What what does self love look like for you? 
I'm still learning. Uh, I, I'm really still learning. Uh, you know, I, I, I deal with, uh, you know, PTSD, depression, anxiety, you know, mental illness, basically. Um, and, you know, some of that create, makes it hard for me to enact or act upon the self-love. And in practice, you know, I, I, I do these things, you know, I, I like to go and I like to have hobbies, I like to have activities, you know, I, I've always kind of journaled. I've always enjoyed creating something, you know, if it, any, anything that I can create is, is nice for me. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I just enjoy putting things together, taking them apart, you know, knowing how things work, mm -hmm. working with my hands, uh, you know, now I'm I'm looking into more, doing more of what I'm calling dating Clinton. You know, I, I take my, myself out on a date. Yeah. You know, and I do that intentionally when when I when I go out or when I do something like when I do my yoga, or I you know watch a certain video. Like I I, I tell myself like, hey, this is enjoyable. You feel good now. You know, um, you know, you're you're doing a good job of doing this. You know, and, that, and that's that's the stuff that uh, that that self love right now is is stuff that the younger Clinton would have wanted to hear, or the younger Clinton would have wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I got my I, I wanted a teddy bear, so I got myself this huge teddy bear. Hmm. You know, I, I have I have no shame in it. <laughs> I'm a grown man, and I have a I have a, a teddy bear. It's like the size of a small child. Awesome. You know. You know, it's like I, I wanted it and I, I, I got it and it's been very helpful for me. How so? Uh, it's, it's lonely. Life, uh, you know, I was married for 16 years. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have children. I, I don't have my children. You know, it's just, it's just me. So mm -hmm. I, I'm leaning into my loneliness or my being alone to cope with it. And it, the, the bear helps with that. Yeah. I'm thinking how much like stuffies or soft toys are like lifelines, lifelines for children in a way that become the most precious thing of all things to them, to helping them get through things. Yeah. I don't that know security blanket. Yeah. What'd you say? I, I don't know why that stops. You know, like, oh, you're 10 now, you shouldn't have a stuffed toy. Um, I have a couple, by the way, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's nice. I, I find that we look too much into the physical world instead of being able to look into ourselves. You know, and that, that security blanket or that, that stuffed animal helps us to get back to that. You know, because I'll, I'll look into substances or other addicting activities. You know, I might look to sex to feel that mm -hmm. when I, as a human being, should be able to to do that for myself, you know, in, in healthy ways with those, with the self-love, you know, the teddy bear, you know.
Katie, where do you think it's taking you? It's you're sort of alluded that the teddy bear is like a helpful transition to go deeper into you for what you need. Where where is that place? A a better version of myself. Yeah, a, a better version of myself. It's it's teaching me to lean more upon me because I've also leaned upon other people that mm-hmm. may or may not have have wanted to help me. You know, as as a as a child, we, I, when we moved a lot, I, I still move a lot, but uh, we, we moved a lot. And I wanted to be around people so badly and to be a part of something so badly that it didn't matter if you were treating me badly. Uh-huh. or you were, you were treating me wrong or bullying me, I still wanted to be around. What was you the know, need? That, that plays in, into, into my adult relationship. She said, what was the need? Yeah, to, to so desperately want to be around people. I wanted to feel love. I, you know, I, I didn't... I was raised by, by a, a woman that did not get hugs as a child. I was raised by a woman that that was not told I love you or, you know, Mm. she was not told, you know, you can do this. So I didn't, I didn't get that stuff. Mm. You know, I I wasn't getting that positivity, that, 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 that positive reinforcement at home, that uplifting communication. I wasn't getting that. So now it's important that I I do that. And I, I think because of my, my pain and what I've been through, you know, and that, and that lacking of love, the the unconditional love, especially, that's what makes me truly love everyone, even the people that have messed up or that have done wrong. You know, because even the murderer still needs to to feel compassion. You know, even though you've done this horrible thing, you you still should be a, a, a afforded some compassion in, in life, some grace. Mm-hmm. I see. So, so being s- starved of love essentially has made you just super compassionate and understanding and loving as a sort of a reaction or consequence. Yeah, it's almost like my, my defense mechanism. <laughs> to love. <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> uh, I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> oh wow except you unhealthy yourself yes yes because it it can be unhealthy too Mm. i can i i I am aware now that i can very easily be used for my love Mm. i'm still thinking about the healings a bit I'm really fascinated by the topic of it. Yeah. Have have you, uh, what sort of um, experiences have you had with people, I suppose? Uh, when I was in college, I used to give massages. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I'd give them to the girls trying to, 
you know, hoping that something might happen. And also just, you know, I, I, it was something I just innately could do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now, now as an adult, I, I realized that my, my voice is healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because I haven't always spoken in this way. I, I stuttered horribly growing up. I, I could not speak. Mm-hmm. Like, Somebody had to finish my, my, I had a best friend that I still have and he, he would finish my, my statements because I couldn't get them out. He, he learned how to, I don't know how he did it, but he kind of learned how to do it. Um, now I can speak better and now I'm, I'm aware of my voice. I also, the tone of my voice often doesn't change. So it's, it can be hard to tell when I'm joking, when I'm upset, you know, I can just have this flat monotone voice mm-hmm. yet at the same time, my voice makes people want to hear more. It makes people be, be motivated. You know, it, it can also make people do bad things. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I, I can, you know, like when I was growing up, you know, your mother's like, don't, don't hang around with those people. You know, they're, they're, they're a bad influence. Mm-hmm. I was one of the bad influences. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I didn't even think about that until I was, like, grown. Like, you know, I, I was the one that was like, hey, let, let's go do this. Let's go do this thing, you know. And this thing was was wrong, hmm. you know. So I, I, I see the, the dangers of using, you know, now what I, I view as a positive gift. I, I see the dangers of, of using that for bad. You know, because I, I can motivate you to do stuff. I see. You're like s- subtly persuasive. In which yeah, it's person. not even me, me trying to be. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very subtle. It's like I, I don't even, I didn't realize that I was doing that to people until I was grown. It's like I need to make that. That's not healthy. I need to, this needs to be for, for positive stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't thought this through very well, but sort of classic line with like superpowers comes great responsibility sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. What about your own, particularly mental health stuff, Clint? The PTSD, depression, anxiety. The I'm wondering about your healing ability and being able to apply it to yourself with these types of things so i am currently learning Mm -hmm. self-compassion i'm learning to apply grace to myself i'm learning to love myself you know a lot of these things were were not in me you know you can look at pictures of me from back in the day and you'll see a a very pained person Mm -hmm. you'll see a very unhappy person you know and now that that's not me. Um, you know, I, I still have the, the effects of some of this stuff that happened because it, it takes time to change. At, at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm coming through, I'm, I'm learning. You know, one of, one of my, my big values is, is humility. 
you know, I, I hold that very strongly that, that we all need to be humble in this, in this life. And I, I humble myself to myself so that I can not succumb to the dangers of my mental health so that I don't become a toxic individual. Mm. You know, I, I, I check in with myself. I check in with people that know me well, like, hey, am I acting? You know, how, how am I acting recently? Am, am I doing stuff that makes you feel safe? Do you feel like you can still talk to me? You know, I, I, I ask these questions sometimes, you know, because I, I want to create an environment where people do feel comfortable, where I feel comfortable. And if I, I can't feel comfortable with myself and how I might act, I, I'm definitely, I know now that I'm definitely not going to feel comfortable truly with you. Hmm. So you have a close sort of group of people that you get very honest feedback from? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say that I have too many friends, um, have too many relationships. But it's like when, when I get to know you, I'm going to be in your life. Hmm. unless you know something really badly has happened or you know we get spoke get super busy for the most part i'm i'm going to be in your life um you know a lot of my friends i'll i'll have for years you know hmm. i'll still know them you know they they trust me they they love me Yeah, uh, something that I've I've discovered recently was or, or is that I am a positive person. You know, some some people have said that I wasn't or that I was up to no good when in actuality that wasn't like I I, I was doing my best or I am doing positive things for, for myself and others. Uh, and that, that, that can be difficult to cope with and kind of kind of process. But it's, it's, it, it is doable, you know, seeing that you are not necessarily the problem in, in all, everybody's life. You know, because sometimes I, I feel like the world will make it seem that you are the problem when you're, most of the time you're not. You know, most of the time you're working in your, within the best that you have or working mm -hmm. in the best that you can be. You know, so I'm, I'm mindful of my intentions now. What are some of the biggest takeaways and lessons you've learned about life to date? That'd be a whole nother podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, consistency. 
Um, consistency is key. You know, but having balance. Uh, you know, we, we are not going to to have perfection. It's it's pretty much impossible for me to be perfect. Uh, I can get some nice. I can make a table real nice. I, I can I can you know make cut it cut it and saw it and, and smooth it out and varnish it and paint it. You know all this all this good stuff. Mm-hmm. There's still going to be something wrong, and that's okay. You know that's that's consistent. You know if, if I make a hundred chairs, the chairs will be consistent. There, there might be some flaw, but the chairs will be consistent. You know, um, in my my diet, I maintain consistency. In my 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 exercise, consistency. You know, um, I, I'm disabled. And when I don't work out, I feel I feel worse pain. When I'm consistent with my exercising, you know, with, with my yoga or, you know, different walking or different things, it, it's better. Um, you know, consistency in relationships, you know, it's, it's dangerous and manipulative to be inconsistent in your relationship because it's like what version of this person are we going to get today you know mm-hmm. and that that can be painful for other people so you know if you're you're a, a bad person just just be who you are in this moment you know if you're not healed just be who you are you know consist consistently try to change who you are to be better but still you know don't don't change your behavior for other people just be consistent in who you are as you make yourself better to, to live a better life for the world. Right. Like, so it's better to be authentic as you are, even if it's kind of a shitty person right now, than to try and pretend to be someone else. Yes. Yes. Cause if people fall in love with that pretender, when the real you comes out and it's going to come out cause you're going to get emotional at some point around people, when the real person comes out, it's going to be like, who is this person? And they're not going to know who you are because you've been inconsistent in your behaviors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else? Oh, I see. <laughs> it's, it's up to us to be uh, positive through things. It's up to us to to maintain joy. Mm. You know, it's up to us to to maintain motivation in 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 this world. It's it's up to us to share what we receive. You know, and this is something I got from like AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's like to keep your sobriety, you have to give it to somebody else. You know, and that. I feel like that goes into other areas of the world. You know, if, if I am a businessman and I have my, my assistant, from the minute I, I hire that assistant, I need to be training them to do my job. You know, and the person above me needs to be training me to do their job. You know, and as we, we continually do that, we all grow together. You know, because mm-hmm. it's it's not just about me. It's, you know, this world is not just about me. It's it's about what we can do as a community. Mm-hmm. You know, so as as I 
you know, I do this with my children. I did it with my soldiers, uh, you know, in, in other different places that I interact with people, I do it. If I know something or I've learned about something, I'm going to want to find out about how I can share it with somebody else so that they can have it too, hmm. you know, um, you know, and that's not me necessarily pushing myself onto people. It's it's me saying, hey, I've made it through this thing. And I see you're going through this thing as well. Let, let, let's talk about how to get through it. You know, because I'm in my 40s. And so let's say somebody in their 20s is just now becoming an alcoholic. Me in my 40s with my years of sobriety and, and even having relapsed, I can speak to them in such a way that, you know, they, they will feel that they can do it. They might see the tools, they might become aware, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think, and then that, that leads into something else. I think it's important that we have relationships with people of different ages. So mm-hmm. we can teach the younger generations. We can teach the older generations. The older generation can teach us. The younger generation can teach us. You know, the older generation has experience. They've been through it. Mm. You know, certain stuff I haven't been through, so I'm not going to know. But then I go and talk to this older person and they've, they've been through it. They have that experience. Now, this younger person, uh, youth looks at the world through more innocent eyes than we do because they don't know that pain. You know, they, they don't know that that trauma. So when a, a youthful person looks at what you're doing and they say, you know, like with my, my children, uh, daddy, you're not taking care of yourself. You haven't been eating. Are you going to eat today? You know, my, my first inclination, my, my first inclination or initial reaction is like, why are you, don't be, don't be worrying about that. That's not for, for you. You know, mm-hmm. when in actuality, they just see me, they, they're not trying to step on anybody's toes. They just know, hey, I haven't eaten. There's nothing more to it than that. Mm. And why isn't daddy eating with us? Mm. You know, it's it's not it's not malicious. It's just a very innocent noticing or or very innocent knowing that that children will have Mm. about adult behavior. Right. So you can truly learn from both ends of the age spectrum. Yes, it, it, it will lead to a very enriched life if you uh, if you have people at, at different ages that are around you. Hmm. I feel like I'm gonna milk you for it. Is is there anything else? <laughs> oh man, I, I could I can keep going. You know, um, another one. I don't know. This is great. Right. I'm, I'm getting a lot out of this. Oh, cool, cool. Um, let's see. I, I think it's important to enjoy what we are doing, whatever that might be, you know, whatever that is in the moment, enjoy it. Every piece of what we have on this earth 
there's beauty in it. Even in us having this conversation, there's there's the beauty of connection and communication. You know, mm -hmm. when when we create something, there's the beauty of creation. You write a poem, that that's beautiful. You know, uh, when you go for a drive, the way that you drive, it might be beautiful. It it, you know, it, it can be relaxing. It can be a something that makes you feel positive. It can help you get emotion out. You know, there's there's positive things in in everything. And it's it's for us to to work to see that positivity, and not rely so much on what is negatively happening, because uh, a lot of the negative stuff we can't do anything about it, so we have to accept it. We have to just be like, okay, this is here. You know, just like when we have a negative emotion, like oh, I feel angry right now, I feel very upset. You know, mm -hmm. don't stay in that. Be aware of it. And then be like, hey, I, I was upset because of this. I need to work on this, this thing that's triggering me so I can become a better person. And that's what that anger really, really showed me. Mm -hmm. You know, so in, in all things, it's like, what, what is positive about this? What, what is positive about this day? You know, and if there is nothing positive that I can tell from what's going on right now, let me still be in my moment but, but like I, I need to to shape myself so that my thoughts don't become negative during about myself and my day and my life you know what is my my positive impact on the world and myself you know because we we can be doing something that is miserable miserable I, I i'll tell about my when i first joined the army i've been in there about a month and you know this this, this sergeant was like hey i, I need four people you know and I was just so eager and motivated. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I wanted to look good and, and, and trustworthy, be a good soldier. And, you know, they were like, all right, just, just meet us out here. And we, we, get, we drive out and we're at a dump. We're at a trash dump. And we are sorting through a trash bin. You know, we, we are sorting like at a literal dumping station, sorting through trash. You know, this is not what I signed up to do for doing the, doing the army. Right. But this is what's happening. You know, and and even through that, you know, I, I was purposefully still telling jokes. I'm purposefully, you know, smiling, trying to, you know, be like, "Hey, this is this sucks." <laughs> you know, this is, <laughs> this is crazy how much this sucks. This is almost hilarious. Like, I didn't sign up for the, you know, um, but there's there's still positivity in that. There's, there's positivity that I made in that, you know, because I could have very much been angry and pissed off that whole day. Right. You know, I, I very much so could have left there immediately and been like, I'm just going to get drunk tonight. Right. You know, but in, instead, this is a comical memory for me. Clinton, was, was this like a choice? Was this sort of the way you've been most of your life, like a character trait of who you are? to be so positive about everything, if you can. I, I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, because bad, bad stuff has happened, like, like bad stuff has happened. <laughs> but, you know, I, I know some people that have been through, like, one of the things that I've been through, mm -hmm. and they, they are not the same, like, it, it, it's, it's broken them. But here I am, it's like, I've had this happen, this happen, this happen, this happen, you know, and stuff is still happening. And... I, I want to be here. So it's like, I, I can't be broken. If I allow myself to be broken by these things, you know, this positive impact that I'm having on the world will stop. You know, and the, the joy that I get when I've been able to help someone is just, it, it's too immense.
wow. for me to to take that away from the world or and from my myself because eventually I'm going to love myself in this same way that I love the world. And when that day comes, <laughs> there will be a different smile on my face. There, there will be a different knowing, you know, there will be a, a different connection with God and the universe. Like it's going to be magical, you know, Oof. powerful positivity. I love how the, the thing that gives you so much resilience is through so much difficult stuff is the, I guess, joy you get from helping others. Wow, aren't you a lovely soul? <laughs> so, sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, um, okay, let's um, hone this in back a little bit, maybe towards some empath stuff. All right. You, all right. You're a, you said you're recently self-realized or self-discovered as an empath. And... I guess some of the way you're talking about being uh, having different people in your life of different ages. Um, given where you're at with your empath journey, what advice tips would you give to other empaths that are at a similar or earlier place to where you are right now? Uh you know, and I had a conversation a few days ago. I realized that a, a child that I know, a youth that I know is, is an empath. And I, I spoke to them. I spoke to their parent. You know, um, the parent was very supportive. I, I was I was I was pleased with with their reaction and then how they how they acted. Um, but I, I already knew that, that they were going to react well or respond well to, to what I was telling them about their child. Mm -hmm. um you know and I, I i told them you know you need to have boundaries you need to have self-confidence you need to build that in yourself you need to have you need to create something you know you you need to make sure that you are being positive in this world you know because being negative and hurtful I think as an empath will turn us into really like really bad people. You know, it'll, it'll be very unhealthy for, for ourselves and the world. Um, and it's not going to feel good, you know, so journaling, being mindful of, of who you are around, being mindful of your moods and how to learn your moods you know, what is, what is real for you and what is, what is from other people, you know, mm -hmm. that being intuitive on purpose, mm -hmm. uh, realizing that you have a different need for love than other people and not holding that against them because they're not able to, to provide that. You know, because I, I feel like empaths have a greater need for love, just as we have a greater ability to give love. I, I feel like we have a greater need. Um, and that, that can be something that can be unhealthy in some relationships because, you know, most people are giving you love, but it's just it's just not enough for you. Mm. And and odds are you asking somebody to give you that type of love 
is going to be too much for for that person. Mm. Um. Yeah. You know, I know we've been speaking to for a while, but I feel like we've just dipped into the life of Clinton. Oh yeah, there's this. It's it's a very in depth. It's a very in depth <laughs> story. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Yeah. Hmm. Maybe as um, you grow and learn and work through stuff, it could be really great to have you back on um, what you've learned through those things yeah Clint it's been a total total pleasure I'm so glad we finally got to chat yeah yeah I, I hope that this uh, this episode is is good for for other people you know I hope my I hope somebody out there aligns with with my story somebody yeah. out there feels feels healed from it um you know that's that's pretty much what I, I want for for the world i want for, for myself you know just healing just positivity you know no no love you know just be able to experience love i got nothing to add to that that's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, well thanks i look forward to a future conversation but this was great and i i love oh, good, good. Some of the unique angles and perspectives you had from an empath's perspective that i'm sure is going to touch on a bunch of people so thank you man thank you this, this was good for me as well i'm I'm always available to do to do more i, I can't wait till i get my own podcast show so yeah. i can start doing this it's yeah. so cool it's so cool yeah you'd be great to listen to like you said Okay, ciao. All right, man. I'll see you around.